Welcome, I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie. You know you love Archie. You know you need Archie. That red-headed boy. America's... Hey guys, it's me! Oh, wait, gosh, we haven't seen you in a while, Archie. Where, you Where are you, Archie? I can't see you. Oh, I'm over here behind the closet. What? How are you behind the closet? What do you mean, Archie? That's a... in the wall there. Oh, what what's happening back there? Oh, I gotta go by. Oh. oh. And, he's, and he went in the walls okay. again. Okay, sorry. We need to figure out how he gets in the walls <laughs> at some like point. I feel like he's living in the walls, maybe? I, yeah, it's pretty impressive. They're pretty thin. I huh. mean, they're not that thin, Ezra. They're wafer thin. Thank again. you for insulting my good walls. <laughs> <laughs> digging on your walls, Megan. Like, they're paper thin walls in this shack you live in. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, you know. I can't actually say what I mean until we're recording. Yeah. It's a problem I have. <laughs> I have to be brutally <laughs> honest in front of all of our gang. Well, it but, sounds um, like you. We're not here to talk about your house, Megan, are we? We're here to talk about the house of good eats. Mm. Which, what are you, now, um, what, which one are you talking about, exactly? I'm talking about the best burgers in town. Would you mean pops? You know I mean pop, tates chocolate shop oh well i i would love to uh start talking some about pop tate's chocolate shop so we've absolutely talked about pops before um, how can you not in an archie based podcast it's really like it's we'd basically have to, where they all live <laughs> we have to go out of our way not to mention it would be pops. weird and you yeah. would be like why are they not talking about pops do they hate it <laughs> exactly are they allergic to chocolate I, or, yeah, just like some weird beef with Terry Tate over yeah, there. Yeah, we had a big fight. Mm-hmm. So we oh, talked yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah. We're not going to repeat that verbatim to you. That would be terrible. Since I also don't remember what we said. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because I edit all this shit. Oh, uh, well, there And you I know. listen to it a lot of times when I'm editing it. That's fair. And it's terrible. So then Voices. what is... <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that would be very yes. confusing, yeah. So we're going to do a brief summary yeah. of what we've covered before, yep, sounds and then good. we're going to go into it in a little more detail. I can't wait, yeah, that sounds All right. fast. So to recap, Terry Pop Tate, mm -hmm. owner and manager of the Chocolate Shop. Yes. Chocolate Shop, like many things in Archie Comics, has a bunch of different backstories. Yeah. Just like the Joker. Yeah. And his backstories. I maybe made the same comment before. I mean, you might as well just say it. Come out and say it. Because we're all thinking I do it. think Pop Tate is probably also Pop the, Tate's Joker. the Joker. Definitely. That's his criminal origin story. Maybe we should uh, talk sometime soon about the Batman uh, 66 meets yeah. Archie. The Archie-Batman Archie crossover. Pop Tate is a big plot point in that. I haven't read it, and now I will. It's very good. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yes. so Pop Pop's Ice Cream Shop, Pop, mm -hmm. Pop's Chocolate Shop is an ice cream parlor, mm -hmm. and it's where Jughead lives all the time, Basically, yeah. and it's where the gang likes to hang out. Yeah. It's got a lot of the classic soda shop accoutrement. Right, that great counter. <laughs> yeah, it's got, you know, big soda fountain, mm -hmm. which is... I like to picture it as just a majestic fountain spraying soda in the air, but it's not that. It's just like taps, basically. It, it would for be a soda. lot messier and stickier <laughs> if it was like a I feel like, like there's probably fountain. been some Jughead fantasies like that, though. It also sounds like something from maybe a Simpsons episode. That's true. When he like goes to the land of chocolate, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. It absolutely does have a jukebox. Oh, of course. That is sometimes a plot point. Mm hmm. 
and Every there's, now and then, you yeah. know, the big counter, and it's always a very cozy, inviting place. And it's well lit at the same time. Yes. Kind and of like that very nice Now, here's something feel. interesting. Yeah. In Archie Comics, the classics that we know and love, yeah. it does appear to always be daytime in the chocolate shop. That's but a good point. now that we've both jumped into Riverdale yeah. and started watching that alternate universe. The, yeah, the dark timeline. Yeah, the negaverse, it. Archie. Uh, it's always nighttime in Pop's chocolate shop. That's a good Have point. Have we seen any scenes where um, it's daytime there? I, I, I think... Is it in a little weird spot where the sun doesn't reach it? Like it's in some kind of abyss or cave? Well, maybe here's... <laughs> and this plays into... he Maybe not the Joker, but... It could be that Terry Tate is a vampire, and that's oh. his lair, so he's really affecting the weather around it to keep it night all the time. Yeah. Which I seem... This seems pretty believable. You yeah. Know, luring in young virgins like Dilton and Jughead. We also haven't seen a ton of pop in Riverdale. We have like seen him, but mostly they're scenes. just random waitresses. And yeah. in the comics... There appear to be no other people that work at Pops except when it's relevant to the plot. Exactly. And he hires, like, Jughead and Ethel or something. Right. Or they come in and or there's Betty someone and new and like... to, like, wear their bikinis to sell hot dogs at the beach. Because oh, I guess he also serves hot dogs. And he does pizza sometimes, too, let's not forget. Yeah, he does pizza, <laughs> burgers, hot dogs, and ice cream, soda, soda, shakes, just American phosphates, fare. Yeah. malteds, presumably. So, when you look up Wikipedia about soda shop, very generic term. Yeah, it is. There's not a lot of content there. It's not a really complex idea. It's no, a it's... Shop, where, shop where you buy soda. But the in popular culture section is primarily about oh. Pop Tate's chocolate shop. I mean... Which, I'll remind you, Ezra, yes. um, was inspired oh. by Bob Montana's hometown chocolate shops in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Oh, that's very And that cool. is the Crown Confectionery. Okay. And uh, Tuscarora. Okay. And are those, they still around, do we know? Those are unfortunately not still around. Oh, damn. But I did find a very cool picture of the Tuscarora. Oh, wow. And the Crown Confectionery that I will be sharing with you guys on our social media. Generously, we were given a copy of this image without a watermark, Ooh. courtesy of the trustees of the Haverhill Public Library Special Collections Department. That's awesome. So Thank we'll be posting much. a beautiful, clean image for you of the Tuscarora Sweet Shop and on Winter Street, Haverhill, 1934. Very cool. So I'm also going to share a few lines yeah. from an article I found Ooh, okay. in yes. the Eagle Tribune, All right. uh, I, the newspaper of North Andover, Massachusetts. Gotcha. I assume this is near Haverhill. That was actually yeah, going to be my guess. Because this article, entitled My Haverhill, Those Sweet Spots of the Old Downtown, mm, all right. I'm by into this. Barney Gallagher, mm -hmm. is basically... A love letter to these two sweet shops That's that fantastic. inspired Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. And these yeah. were owned by the same people who were Greek immigrants, which implies to me that Pop Tate was probably originally a Greek character. It would seem to make sense. And if we're going to, you know, say he does have some, like, Greek look with that kind of very dark hair and very dark mustache. Mm-hmm. 
usually con- some big hairy arms. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is know? true. He's always got those sleeves rolled up and the little little mustache and stuff. Yes. But yeah, I would love to uh, hear some about these soda shops. What Barney Gallagher tells us is that there were two popular downtown hangouts okay. for his teen crowd when okay. he was in high school in the 30s. Oh, gotcha. One was the Crown Confectionery on Merrimack Street, and Very the nice. other was Tuscarora on Winter Street. There it is. Both had soda fountains with ice cream. Both had booths and tables. Nice. And one other thing distinguished them. Ooh. Both had racks of homemade chocolates. Ooh. And they were all made there. Wow. By the immigrant owners. I think there were two different managers. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And they had these skills to make delicious chocolates. That's fantastic. And this little article, there's not a ton of content here. It's just reminiscing about these important parts of his youth that I think were equally important to Archie and the gang. It seems like it, yeah. And a little bit of wonderment at how these two men came into this country with not a lot of history and background yeah. and were able to start these businesses and make these beautiful chocolates and candies. And he says he, he knew the candy was really good because they ate some. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah. He's not lying. Yeah. I mean, at least we have, you know, non-circumstantial evidence here. Yeah. So it looks like the two men who ran these chocolate shops were Peter Janikas and Ted Lathis. Oh, gotcha. And their families. Janikas and Lathis. All right. And these places no longer exist. Very sadly. Which is a sad, sad bit of the story. But it... they kind of live on forever. Oh, definitely. In... The world that Bob Montana created. I was going to say, like, I wonder if these men ever found out that these their shops were immortalized in this way, or if they ever had any inkling that they might even be. Because yeah. as you were, you know, you pulled up that Wikipedia about soda shops yeah. in general. <laughs> and I was just like, that is kind of, I think there's a little bit of a resurgence these days due to that, like, uh, affinity mm-hmm. for retro. But soda shops are pretty much a dying chain. Like, there's very few. You don't hear about them often. Um, And even I'd like to take some umbrage with Riverdale the show. It's not really a soda shop. It's a diner. Yeah, it is a diner. It's more a a diner than a soda shop, which is fair. Like, they're more common and probably, you know, more useful, Mm -hmm. I think, you know. Probably higher traffic, but... Because of, you know, the way Bob Montana pulled in the soda shop into Archie, it's been able to immortalize it and just, I don't know, create some sort of media piece that has a reference to something that's just gone. You're not going to find it. Archie comics are also very much a part of our cultural touchstone in this country. I feel like most people are at least a little bit familiar with them. If they, yeah. Like, not everyone would know them, like, by name, but if you showed someone an Archie comic, they'll be like, oh yeah, I saw that in the grocery store, or, like, my friend read that, or my grandpa had one of those. At the very least, just from, like, being an American Mm -hmm. child growing up, you probably could name Archie, Betty, and Veronica. If, like, you showed someone a picture of Betty and Veronica and you said, who are these, they'd probably be like, that's Betty and Veronica. Yeah. You know, I think it's just one of those like, things. Oh, that's that, that comic. Exactly. About that dumb kid or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's that comic about that weird red-headed boy. Mm-hmm. No, no tea, Archie. I know you're <laughs> around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him just duck back into the walls. Mm. I'll keep an eye on that. I'm gonna put a mirror behind our recording setup <laughs> so, so we can see always him sneaking see. Up. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, creeping that myself out. Me out. Yeah. 
I also, when I was looking up, um, researching the chocolate shop, I yeah. found an article about the Riverdale chocolate shop that is <laughs> throwing headline. some shade. Yeah, yeah, the headline here is Riverdale sucks all the life out of Pop's chocolate shop. I agree with that, though. Yeah. Very much. Uh, this is an article by Joshua David Stein in Eater.com. Okay. And it is just basically summarizing it. Um, Pop's chocolate shop is always dark, and yeah, it doesn't have the heart and warmth that the original chocolate shop that inspired it. Yes, yeah, it it really doesn't. I mean, and I I think that's partially just because of this like dark timeline Riverdale takes place in. It would seem very weird to like walk in, you know, have a scene set in Pops and going from like a dark, moody town right. to like it a wouldn't very fit the vibe. yeah. It'd be kind of like anachronistic almost. Um, in so... a lot of ways, Riverdale itself is. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. It's the negaverse. It really is. It's like there the, is it's no the space down for Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You There's can't... no space for the chocolate shop of memory. In the Tuscarora doesn't belong in CW. The, the town with Pep, no. Yeah. Definitely not. It, Which is kind of a bummer. I mean, like, I was hoping that it would be more like the chocolate shop we know. And, you know, obviously, yes. if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Riverdale, you can check out the public access episodes. But I'm sure you already have. I hope you have. Dear listener. Yeah. I trust you. You have good taste, dear mm-hmm. listeners. Um. But yeah, like, I, I was hoping that there would be a bit more of a vibe to, you know, Pops as we know and love it within Riverdale, but it really is just kind of like, it's it's a, it's a, a location, it's a set piece. Yeah. Um, but actually, I found a little fun thing when I was doing research for uh, recording of public access the other day. Yeah. I was looking up just Riverdale in general, mm-hmm. and they actually um, created a copy of the diner, like a full building really? set in Vancouver, Canada, where they film Riverdale. Oh, that um, makes it's not sense. fully functioning at the moment. Like it's not a real restaurant? No, it's just kind of like a building. But it's not like a, just a facade. Like there's stuff inside. It's a film set, but it's not a functioning diner. Right. But it's put so well together that a truck driver parked his 18 wheeler outside thinking it was open. Aww. Um, which I just that's thought sad was sad for that truck driver. <laughs> no. Just so be hungry. so excited, like, man, where is everybody? Wow, the signs up. Yeah. Um, but Although, I'm looking at a picture of that diner. It's pretty creepy. It's pretty damn creepy. I think they added those spooky trees in in the background. Oh, though, yeah. I'm looking at a picture of the actual set. It's and it looks spooky trees. Yeah, it's like a nice blue sky and a big oh, parking yeah. lot. Oh, yeah, it's much sunnier in it, that picture. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, fake Okay, darkness. if I were a truck driver, I would definitely also think that that was open. Or it's if I were just driving by yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, how adorable. Look at this cool diner. And that's the thing. It's not like overtly an archy thing. So you right. might see that and just be like, hey, there's a cool little diner. I love um, little diners. And just, like, roll on up. Oh, God, same. Like, a classic, like, 60s-looking diner. Mm-hmm. That's got my heart right there right away. And honestly. also Pops is the most generic name. And, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, which I kind of love that about it. It is kind of like any place. Well, I mean, you know, Riverdale's just kind of any place USA. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, very strange. Um, but yeah, like, it's, apart from the school, I think it's probably the most visited set piece 
within the comics. Oh, for sure. And probably even Riverdale to show. And it's probably more consistent than the school. I mean, the school is such a generic so. background. Yeah, it's not unique to it's Riverdale. It's just like desks yeah. and books and lockers. Yeah, exactly. But Pops has always, always had a form, mm -hmm. and it's had a heart. Yes, which has been Terry Tate. Mm -hmm. Terry Pop Tate, yeah. Yeah. And I know we've mentioned in the past there's lots of plot lines that revolve around it. Yeah. Sometimes it's that it's closing. Sometimes that it's struggling. It's usually something to do with it. Sometimes not doing it's well. just Jughead owes Pop a bunch of money and yeah. he's like, yeah. You can't eat <laughs> oh, yeah. here anymore yeah. and then Jughead like has a heart attack and yeah. Pop's like, Oh no, you had a heart attack, you can eat here now. It's <laughs> <laughs> about how much it goes. I don't remember that one. But I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Those rare ones where they get really real for a second. Like, there's one where Archie nearly falls down an elevator shaft. Oh, my God. And Jughead, like, helps him. And it ends with him just being like, you saved my life, Jughead. And Jughead's like, yeah, now buy me a burger to make up for it. And, he's and like, you're just oh, like, oh, you. Jughead. Exactly. Oh, Juggy. <laughs> oh, Juggykins. Oh, no. I was trying to come up with something bad, but that's actually something they call Yeah, they, Veronica does. Yeah, which I kind of love. Because, Veronica, you weirdo with your... Kins, Pet Daddy names. Kins, Archie yeah. Kins, Betty. Yeah. Does she do Betty Kins? I feel like she probably has at some point. Probably. Midgey Kins. <laughs> that would be weird. Dilty Kins. I feel like they're not that close. What? Her and Midge aren't that tight, you don't I think? I mean, based on all of those comics about them hanging out. I don't think Midge is close with anyone because Moose seemingly won't let her be. That seems like some abuse tactics there, Moose. Yeah, definitely. Not great. They pull into that. I, we've talked about this already, but they pull into that in the uh, 10th anniversary married life stuff. Is Moose is like, yeah, no, I was a shitty toxic boyfriend. <laughs> it's pretty wild. That's fair. Yeah, but we're not talking about Moose and Minge. No, we're this is not their tips. episode. No. You get the fuck, get the out, fuck of out of here. Get Moose, get back in the car. Oh, he's at the window. No. Oh my god, he's much larger than I thought. <laughs> oh, these windows are ten feet off the ground! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, there he goes. He's loping down the street like a gazelle. Anyway, <laughs> there he goes. He's just tossed Midge over his shoulder. Like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. It was very alarming. But she's given us a thumbs up. She's fine with that. She seems like she loves it, honestly. It's her preferred method of travel. I mean, if you could, wouldn't you? We're getting into some weird areas now. <laughs> we so are. Let's, uh, do you have a comment some to share with weeds. us? Some weird weeds. Yes, I do. Um, actually, it's funny I mentioned... Uh, the fact that Pop Tate seems to go out of business a oh, lot. Oh, do you have one? I do. It's called Archie in the Comeback. Um, and this is uh, the script by Frank Doyle and art by Harry Lucy. Oh, so that classic Archie. One of our my favorites, at least. Mm -hmm. um, and Frank Doyle and Harry Lucy you were usually a pair. Okay. Um, and this is a unique-looking Pop Tate because you usually get him as, like, basically Weatherby with a bulbous <laughs> with nose. curly black hair. And a mustache. Yeah. Um, whereas this is kind of like... I don't know. He looks almost like a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man oh, wearing a yeah. tiny hat. I feel like I've seen Fred Andrews drawn that way, too. Yes. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah, he looks almost like Fred Andrews, but he's got very, very tiny spectacles. We'll post a picture. We will. Um, but it begins with him, you know, putting a sign in the store, uh, store window that just says closed out of business, and the whole gang is just kind of Now, is the horrified. gang also inside with him, or are they standing outside? They're all standing outside, um, including oh, Pop Tate. 
So he's framed by the door, and they're peering in through the side windows as he closes Mouths up. Mouths agape in horror, very I imagine. Horror. Yeah, very horror. <laughs> very Much horror. horror. Um, and he says the pizza has driven them, him out of business. Which I'm sorry, the pizza? The pizza. Just he, the concept of pizza? Not not for bad. I'm sorry, no for bad. The pizza has driven old Pop out of business. Um, did you say no for bad? Because Archie asks if you're closing for good. No that, for bad. Is that a thing people said? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like he's being dumb. And why would you be dumb when you're closing your business forever? Hey. Maybe sardonic humor is the way he connects oh, to the no. world, Megan. <laughs> All right, go on with your comic. <laughs> um, but we just get him walking away, and then the next page is the gang just losing their mind altogether. Why can't Veronica just buy it? Well, that's exactly what they come up with. Okay, good. She screams, but we have... stop, we mustn't panic, and says... I'm the richest girl in the world, remember? <laughs> says that power is what you need to solve problems. Who has power? And Archie says... Your father. And she just said, right. So, um, I, I like guess... how that's actually the first thing they go to, though. Not like, we'll have a bake sale. The best part, we'll too. We'll burn down the pizza parlor. <laughs> Get it for the insurance money. And it's like, yeah. do you own the pizza parlor <laughs> as well? And Veronica's dad actually has this whole time. He buys it just to burn it down and know. get the insurance money. But no, this is the weird thing. This isn't one of the comics where they have to convince Hiram to do it. He's just in from the beginning. Like, the next panel now is, is just... he in because he loves Pops? We've got to see that Pop Tate gets it's money. it's a good investment, or... We get no reason as okay. to why he does it. He just says, this is not a simple problem. We've got to see that Pop Tate gets money. <laughs> it seems like it is a simple problem solved by money. Archie's... Betty says, give him some, and Archie says, don't be silly, he'd never take charity. Um, which is a weird old thing. Like, I feel like yeah. that was a thing back in, like... 60s where it's just like, I can't take (laughs) Exactly. Before people were like, no, actually, help would be nice. Yeah. I'll take help. Um, So Mr. Lodge is, for the first time, agreeing with Archie, it seems like, and is like, no, we need to give him good luck. Uh, So he just gets his movie studio that he owns in Hollywood called Lavish Lodge (laughs) Studios to... um, Describe my face now? It's concerned and also i don't know upset (laughs) i'm not quite sure consternation i think is the closest emotion that sounds Um, accurate yeah and he calls up his producer and asks if they have anything going that calls for a pop-up i'm sorry a soda shop you know teen stuff oh i see where this is going they're gonna shoot riverdale there (laughs) (laughs) harry lucy and frank doyle were way ahead of the curve (laughs) You just, they got him. And then oh. the next scene, they call CW. And, you know, KJ Appa shows up, and Archie's like, you look nothing like me. You're so much hotter. And then <laughs> and Betty and Veronica ripped. are way into him. Yeah, and, and then, then Archie's, Archie's like, but I'm into Lily these actresses. And, and they're like, ew. Yeah. It's, Why do it's you have a, a checkerboard thing. on your head? Especially since these are actual teens, and those are We should write Archie comics. Teens. We should. That would actually be really fantastic. Hit um, us up, Archie. But, back to the plot. Because uh, we find out the next day, the gang is all walking up after finding out that they are indeed going to shoot at his chocolate shop. And he says, I got a phone call. Hollywood wants to use my shop in a movie. Um, And we just get a lot of panels of the gang hanging out while, I guess, Hollywood people shout different things. Mark your spots. Script girl. Where's Andy? Kill those reflections. (laughs) Where's Andy? (laughs) And then this really good (laughs) part. Favorite Hollywood catchphrase. (laughs) 
I, <laughs> you know, they're always looking for Andy Griffith. Where's Andy? He, he was in everything back in Andy the day. Andy Cohen? Oh, maybe. Andy Samberg? That would have been a hell of a get, especially they're since he wasn't born. They're all on the set. <laughs> uh, they also just find out that the director, I'm sorry, the director finds out that they didn't cast the counterman. Uh, which oh, seems God. like a major oversight on their part. I don't know, it sounds like he's an extra if they're calling him the counterman. Maybe? I don't know. Do we see someone who looks like a black Fred Andrews just kind of looking, pointing over his shoulder with his thumb at Pop saying, how about him? And they're like, yeah, no, he's perfect. Um, and we'll we have give some... him three times the regular salary. <laughs> just because he's so perfect. He gets double overtime. He's got real-world experience, so he gets the big He's bucks. He's so qualified. Mm-hmm. Overqualified, one might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some great shots of Pop being so scared and running away that Archie has to tug on his apron to get him back. Oh. Yeah. He, really I'm not an actor. I'm just a soda jerk. And, Did he um, really say soda jerk? Yeah. Pops, that's what they want. Don't act. Just get behind the counter and do what comes naturally, Archie says. Um... And we don't get any of shots of them shooting the scene. We just have them, we're ready to shoot. And then later, it's all over, Pops. Um, and then the gang just hangs out as they watch the Hollywood people leave. They leave as well. And they're just like, oh, yeah, no, that's good. He should have some money now, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, they go in. And oh, and he's an in. insufferable Hollywood guy now. He has Gek. He's more than recovered. He's gone Hollywood. And we get a he's really like, good shot. He's like, where's Andy? Oh. Andy! <laughs> Script girl! Andy! Get those reflections down! Or whatever. Um, he's wearing what looks like a tweed riding jacket with a cravat, knee-high leather boots, those puffy director's pants yeah, with the big yeah, thighs, the director pants. Um, a beret, and he also has a riding crop. Uh-huh. Um, Why does he have a riding crop? His directors have riding crops, Megan. Do they? I guess. Um, and then no idea. There's all these things on the wall now, <laughs> where he's saying, picture, no, notice, no picture taking without the star's permission. Oh my A God. little arrow that says, on the site, Leo Tate was discovered. Uh, Leo Tate, <laughs> Leo autographed Tate. napkins. Leo Tate's handprint in chocolate That's ice not cream. not his name. Well, this is when Archie says, Leo Tate? And he says, you think maybe Toby would be better? So I guess he's picked his Hollywood name. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> what? Let me see this. That's how it ends, okay. too. Oh no, he's his, got little sunglasses I on. also like to imagine that after they closed last night, he just stuck his hand in some chocolate and slapped the wall and was like, that'll be a landmark for people. <laughs> yeah. My handprint in chocolate oh ice cream. Oh my god. Alright, um, uh, you that's know we'll be posting those pictures for you. Oh, you betcha. There's our, some... And that is how the spin-off TV show Leo Tate Goes to Hollywood got started. <laughs> It was like Joey, but now way you before know its time. The rest of the story. Yeah, now you know how that all started. Mm-hmm. You know that classic hit show where Leo is just constantly getting into shenanigans with his chimp partner <laughs> Bobo. Leo. <laughs> and then he looks at the camera and does a shrug. I don't know. And then whips the monkey with his riding crop. Oh, <laughs> it was really rough. It was the seventies. What do you want? Yeah. They anyway, didn't care about animals then. No. Eh, we don't really know, like but that's we do now. <laughs> yeah. We're so good to animals now. Well... Before we head down that dark avenue. Yeah, let's take a side street be, I over would to, to the land of weird characters. Oh my goodness, yes. And I've We've prepared done this for a while. another fun guessing game for you. Oh my god, Based I love on some games. of these weird characters. 
All right. I'm going to call it the unnamed game. There we go. I like which, it. Which person is real edition? <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some bad news. Uh, so I have three characters and one bonus character we'll get to in the end. Okay. You're not guessing from because I could never possibly come up with this insanity. <laughs> okay. That's promising. I'm excited. So two have been created by the good people over at the Archie Company. Mm-hmm. And one has been created by myself. Out of your out of your mind skin. Out of my mind brain. Mm, okay, I'm ready. All right, now we're starting here with Aquarius. Aquarius, like, okay, and you know a I can't even guess what that is. Oh, okay. With a laid back attitude. Okay. Strict vegetarian. Mm-hmm. He polarized the Archie gang with his views. So far as he was allowed to, because Archie comics are not super uh, open to uh, polarizing opinions. Yeah, I'd say that's true. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night, and all the hippies are like, shouting, fuck you, pig, so that'd be interesting to get that in Archie comics. Yeah, no, I'm sure he just was like, peace and love, man, have a daisy. (laughs) He's always got a flower and some bell bottoms. Yeah, Yeah. some of those little glasses that hippies always wear. That are shaped like either two different geometric shapes or peace symbols. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, those ones. I could just see Reggie being like, man, I hate you. Radicals. (laughs) (laughs) Radicals. <laughs> <laughs> you radicals. And then uh, Look at these dirty Aquarius over here just puts a flower in his shirt. Yeah. His pocket. Archie, yeah, Reggie's definitely got his hair cheek. slicked all back. Yeah. That, yeah, just thrusting that lantern like, jaw in Betty's real into face. him and wants to join the hippie movement, but Veronica thinks he's gross. I think at the end of that one, then, you would probably get a shot of Betty and Veronica in hippie clothes, and they'd be like, just loosen up, man, to Archie yeah. and Reggie. Yeah, and, and then they would be like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, they'd do that, where their legs are, like, shooting out in front <laughs> yes. of them, and yeah, they're, like, there's... floating in the air. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're just horrifying. Um, so okay, so, so it closes here. He has not been seen since the 1970s. Oh, no. He's, he's been killed by Reggie. Maybe he got lost in Vietnam. All right, next up is... West and Wesley. Okay. Wesley's a stuck-up boy with oh. white blonde hair and an eye for fashion. I'm sorry, it's West End. West I thought it was Weston. Oh, no. <laughs> West End Wesley. He's from All the right. West End. All right. To guess is a rich part of town. His ability to spot a fashion fake a mile away is what first endeared him to Veronica. Of course. And for a while in the early 1970s, the two were inseparable. Okay. Later on in the series... Wesley expressed a romantic interest in Veronica, but readers weren't interested in a love interest between the two, and the character was dropped after just one year. I guess the only reason I can see they wouldn't be interested is because he's not Archie, and that seems to be people's, like, main criteria for people dating Veronica Mm -hmm. is... It's like, it's a two-step flowchart. It's like, (laughs) can they date Veronica? Are they Archie? Yes, then yes. No, then no. It seems like that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. There were a number of other characters that were introduced as love interests for characters, and then no one liked it, and so they dropped them. Yeah, constantly. Mm -hmm. It just felt like they were like, we've got to tie up some of these loose ends, and then Archie fans were like, no, only loose ends. Mm -hmm. These have to be more frayed than my tasseled jacket. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, so last up on the list here is Aerobic Liz. (laughs) They didn't even try with that one. Nope. (laughs) Liz is the local aerobics instructor. 
figures. Uh, she taught Veronica an aerobics class, and she also is in Jughead comics sometimes okay. because she wants him to be healthy. Okay. Um, she threw Veronica out of her place after they had a fight, but then later Veronica said she admired her. She has red hair and freckles, but oh. there's nothing to suggest a connection between her and Archie. In case you thought they might be related because they both have red hair and freckles. That's my constant problem, is I'm always worried that, you know, Cheryl is related to yeah, Archie. Yeah, like, but it's incest! <laughs> I don't think Cheryl has a problem with that, though, to be fair. No, Seemingly. that's been established. Yeah, if it's not canon, it's soft canon. Alright, so one of these oh, is a clever ruse. Real quick, can you read me just the, like, physical description of West and Wesley again? The stuck-up boy with... White blonde hair and an eye for fashion. That's all the description of what he looks like. Okay. That did... fashion eye really sticks out. <laughs> it's one giant eye that's like He's got very one well drawn. Yeah. And then one eye that just pokes out of his head a little. Yeah. And sort of goes in different directions <laughs> like a cartoon character. It's like Go Go or Inspector Gadget, but just that one eye. What are you doing there? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That's right. What are you talking about? Stop playing with your own eye, Megan. <laughs> Okay, so we've got Aquarius the hippie. Uh, Aquarius doesn't have a physical description. Mm, and we kind of gave him one. That's we probably only know... as accurate as we can get. Yeah, probably. I'm assuming that aerobic lives would just be in a leotard and some leg warmers usually. Yeah. Seem, that and probably seems like always jumping in the air. Some sort of like leaping motion. At yeah, because yeah. her aerobics I imagine are very jump based. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Based I on mean, how everyone in Riverdale works out. Yeah. All the it's women, it's a lot of, like, you know, just kind of doing a spread eagle, and then they, like, show you, like, twirling around or something. Yeah, there's yeah. just some spin lines. Some good air trails that just imply movement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, God, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to remember Aerobic Liz. As much as I want that to be fake because that's the worst <laughs> name i don't think that is i seem to remember some with aerobic lives so i'm gonna say that's real uh-huh Oof, west end wesley i i think i'm gonna have to go with wet with west end wesley as fake just because i've never heard of the west end of riverdale before <laughs> <laughs> is that your final answer that's my final answer yeah you're right <laughs> oh okay i got it all right Alright. Oh, that was a tough one, though. Let's get to the bonus round. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear who my what my prize is. Jeffrey. This blind boy, oh? constantly seen with his guide dog Spike, okay. was a love interest for Ethel Muggs. What? The idea for his character was based on the fact that the no. blind cannot judge no. people by appearance. That's so, bad. so Jeff would find Ethel attractive in mm. ways that most boys fail to notice. That's so bad. He was around at the same time as Anita, see above, and was dropped for the same reason. Wait, was Anita also blind? No. What was it's an- worse. What was Anita? Megan, no. <laughs> okay, that's awful. You can't just be like, her only love interest can be a blind guy. That's uh-huh. so mean. But what's Anita? Okay, do you want Anita? I really want to know. Anita Shavita. Oh, God. A character that briefly appeared in the 1990s who was both African-American and paraplegic. Oh. Rather than handling her disabilities naturally, <laughs> <laughs> you just what broke the microphone. I'm sorry. I 
actually just don't know what this next part of the sentence is gonna be. I'm so scared. <laughs> what is unnatural about the way they handled it? Alright, gonna give me a second now because I'm, I'm laughing too hard. I'm sorry. Rather than Oh god. <laughs> Rather than handling her disabilities naturally, Anita kept bringing them to the surface with comments like, My legs may not work, but at least my brain does. God, no. Ultimately, she was jettisoned due to lack of reader interest. (gasps) However, she is worthy of note because she was a love interest for both Jughead Jones and Dilton Doily. Making her the first instance in an Archie comic of interracial romance. Oh my god, is that true? <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Um, uh-huh. That's so awful. In the 90s. Oh my god. In the 90s it took uh-huh. them that long? Oh my god. Also, I like the fact <laughs> that they used the word jettison to imply they just shot her into space. Now, there is also the character Dexter Howard, what? a college-age freshman... I was introduced as a potential love interest for Betty. Gross. Would be introduced in order to create a love triangle between Betty, Archie, and Dexter. Character what? was originally conceived on, and drawn man. as African American. Hmm. However, the editor of Betty and Me objected to an interracial romance between Betty and an African American male. Which is a weird way to phrase really? that, Wikipedia. We, we and figured. had Dexter recolored as a Caucasian male before the character's debut no. issue was printed. Oh my god. After a few appearances, Dexter was written out of Betty and Me and never reappeared in an Archie comic. Jesus Christ. So, uh, what's That's some upsetting. literal whitewashing there, guys? Literally. Oh my What's gosh. going on with that, Archie? Okay. Wow, I didn't. I just looked at your screen and saw Sassy Thrasher, and I need to know what, <laughs> what her oh, deal Sassy is. Oh, Sassy Thrasher? That's when Jughead was in a skater punk makeover. Oh. Yep, uh, <laughs> she was rebellious and fond of skateboarding, and okay. I guess didn't stick around long because Jughead being a skateboarder wasn't very interested, I guess. Yeah, that was kind of like a little bubble. They also the 90s, huh? was the same time that he was involved with the Potholes, heavy metal band, and friends of Jughead when he was a skateboarder. Hmm. Uh, it consists of four band members: Scum, oh. Slime, uh-huh. Scud, oh, yeah. and Slug. Yep. Who differed visually, but had no real personalities to speak of. I don't think they know what heavy metal is. Ultimately, Jug had <laughs> quit hanging out with them, and they vanished. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Did Jughead just like undo them? Uh huh. <laughs> like, he was just like, yep. you cannot be, and just. Or maybe he ate him. So that's uh, some highlights. My God. Of some of the characters that have been a part of Archie Comics I mean, in the 1960s through 1990s. Dude, that's rough. That's. I also. There were yep. a lot in there that were like Jughead tangential characters, which is weird. Mm-hmm. They have. I, I saw another. They've a lot that, of characters for Jughead. I don't know if you saw, but in the 90s, there was a character that wasn't named. Google Gilmore that I just saw briefly. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's... I don't know why her name's Google, but she... It's Googie. Oh, it's Googie? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's better. I can't read that because that might make an appearance on another one. Mm, Jesus. All right. Yeah, there's also Cheryl and Lori, two girls who were... uh, Into... No, different Cheryl. They were the forerunners of Debbie and Joni. 
And when Jughead got a strange new hat pin and began dating (laughs) girls, they were attracted to it like a magnet. I do remember that. But then fans didn't like this weird Jughead that had a lady pin, and so they stopped doing that. Didn't they make his uncle steal it? It says specifically here, Cheryl, who was blonde, is not the same as red-haired Cheryl Blossom, who first appeared years later. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow, Jesus. That was, um... Yeah. How about that? That How about them apples? That was real rough. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we had West End Wesley was sadly fake. We've got to, there's got to be like different districts of Riverdale though, right? That we just don't know about. I'm sure there are. I mean, the show has introduced us to the South Side, which is apparently the bad part of Riverdale, (laughs) which seemingly consists of a drive-in theater that's now closed. Yep. Um, That's all of it. There's obviously a rich part of town. We can't talk about Riverdale. This is not a Riverdale podcast. I'm talking now about... Oh, okay, Riverdale. you're the, talking about the classic Riverdale. The, yes, classic Riverdale. There's obviously a rich part of town, right? Because the lodges live there. Or is it just the lodge's house on top of a mountain See, overlooking? See, but sometimes they've got neighbors, right? Yeah, that's true. And there's a country club that Mr. Lodge goes to sometimes, which implies rich people. Is that in Riverdale, though? Because mm, it's that weird point. thing where sometimes Cheryl and Jason Blossom live in like the next town over, and sometimes right. they don't. Yeah. And they go to Pembroke Academy and live in Pembroke, but then sometimes they live in Riverdale and go to Riverdale High. Yeah. It's just a weird... It's like Springfield. Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's there's as definitely... big as it needs to be and adjacent to mountains, ocean, forest, and desert. <laughs> exactly. Lots of, um, yeah, lots of, like, winding country roads. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the swamps. Yeah, so many so swamps. So many swamps. Um, there's definitely... I actually just remember there's definitely a poor part of town... Because there's so many comics where they go help yeah, poor people by giving them things. Mm-hmm. You remember that one where Betty's like shopping with Veronica and they find that crying girl? Yeah. And she's like, I want to buy presents for my family, but I can't. And then Veronica's like, get your dad to buy them. And she's like, I don't have a dad. And Veronica's it's just that baffled. art style I hate. It's the, where they're always sticking their boobs at them. Yeah. Like, yeah, their backs cannot exist They like always that. look upset. Mm-hmm. Very mad. Yeah. Use your charge card, dearie. I remember that line mm-hmm. specifically. I haven't got a charge card. <laughs> Veronica just can't fathom that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, it's... on that happy note, yeah. so, it's time to wrap this episode up, gang. This has been an interesting one. Uh, Let's we... just bring it back to pop tape. Yeah. And the warm glow of neon lights in a brightly lit, not dark and creepy... Archie! Did Archie? Is he? Is he here? Is Archie there? Archie, are you there? Huh? Huh? That's not Archie's voice. Is is it? Jughead? Oh god. I think he's in the kitchen. We better wrap this up. Okay. Um, Quietly, quickly. You can find us online at the rhsavclub.com. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Riverdale High AV. Our Facebook is, oh God, I think he's getting closer. Riverdale High AV Club. Um, and please email us at Riverdale High AV Club at gmail.com. Tell please. us how to beat Jughead. We need to know. We need to know. Uh-huh. Oh God. I hope, gang, that we will see you at the chocolate shop. I've been Ezra. And I've been Megan. Thank you.
Man. Oh, that was a tough one. I didn't think we'd get away. No. He's faster than he looks. Oh, my kitchen, though. For how much he eats. Yeah, what your kitchen's gonna... wrecked. I All just, right. At least he didn't get the cats. Thank God those walls were so thin we could just pull them down. 